Hey, 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 (laughs) Bethany Joy here, and this is the Bethany Joy Sings Podcast. Some of you might know me as a vocal coach, world traveler, or a blogger, and then some of you might be like, um, who the heck are you? Either way, I am so pumped that you're here. Over the years, I've had the honor of singing with some of today's most influential worship leaders. I've traveled the nations leading people into the presence of God. But my favorite thing, and above all else, is to be a lover of Jesus and his presence. So I want to invite you into conversation with friends and family from around the globe to a podcast that will be Christ and present-centered as we sip on some coffee and talk about life as a worshiper. Let's do this! Hey guys, this is Bethany Joy with the Bethany Joy Sings podcast. It's all about living the life of worship. And I always like to stress that it doesn't just have to do with music, but today's actually is going to have a lot to do (laughs) with music because I'm really excited. I have my friend, worship leader, singer, songwriter, recording artist friend, Honey, and I always say your name wrong, Swihart. Did I do it right? You did it right. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so honored to have you on today. Um, Guys, I met Honey uh, through some other friends who just love the presence of God. We love uh, going to conferences where God is moving, God is speaking, God is doing things. And I met you the first time uh, when we went to Niagara Falls, um, which was so special because that had been a desire of my heart for years for years and years and years, and I had never been. And uh, God was speaking to me about fulfilling promises. And, you know, when I think of promises, I always think of like rainbows, you know. And what was funny is the name of the bridge from Rochester, New York to Niagara Falls was called Rainbow Bridge. And it was a super like overcast day. And um, I don't know if it was you or if it was. Uh, Sarah or Jasmine, I don't remember our friends, but one of them said, God's going to show us a rainbow. And the next thing you know, like the clouds part in a rainbow. like Yes, I think it was Sarah. Yes. Shoots down (laughs) into the water and I was like, God, you're so cool. And, you know, he's just always speaking and he's always just like showing himself in so many beautiful ways. But, you know, honey got to be a part of just a, a fulfilled dream for me. But one of the funniest things uh, was we were at a conference in Oregon in December and we were walking around in Portland <laughs> and um, some guy asked us for money and uh, we said we didn't have any, but we would totally like get him food or something. And then he wanted smokes and then we didn't have any of that. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he threw an apple core at us and said, God bless you. <laughs> So and it wasn't like a toss. It was a full on like, was. man, he could have been in the major leagues type Seriously, throw. It was like 99 mile per hour fastball <laughs> yeah. is what we had going on. But it was a chewed on apple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we've had some silly times together. We've had some beautiful times in the Lord just encouraging each other. Um, and really just being in seasons to lift each other up. I feel like 2020 is a season where we really need to lift each other up. <laughs> Yes. And so um, I just want to honor you. I want to honor how you have tirelessly served the Lord, served the kingdom of God. You have a lot of really, really cool things going on that I can't wait for people to hear about um, just in your community and, you know, what God is doing with you guys. But I specifically wanted to have you on because you are an artist and you are a worship leader. You're both. 
<laughs> and I want to stress that you can be both. Yes. And, um, when I had mentioned to her about coming on, uh, I was like, Lord, you know, what do you specifically want honey to talk about? And he said, have her talk about the lies that artists believe that they can't be both a studio artist and also be in the kingdom. And so I just want you to share your experiences. I want you to talk about um, everything that you've done uh, with music, but maybe kind of some of the hardships and different things that have come along with it too, to really encourage any musicians that are kind of in that tug of war kind of position. Sure. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you, Bethany. You're just such a treasure and I just love, love you so much and love what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I grew up actually in Northern California and I, um, began singing publicly at the age of seven, but I had debilitating stage fright. And so it was this thing where my parents would force me to sing and they'd bribe me and, and, um, and, and I would start singing in church and then I, they'd put me in like talent shows and things like that. Yeah. But, um, but it was one of those things where I, I never craved the stage. I never, I knew I was born to sing, but my favorite place to sing was actually out in, in our property in Auburn, California. My dad had this big flatbed trailer yeah. and every day I'd come home from school and I would, I'd go in, it was my stage and I'd go on the stage and I would literally just sing to the birds, to the Aww. sky. I'd sing, I'd sing to Jesus, but like that was my most treasured time is I'd, I never wanted to be displayed in front of people, right. so to speak. And, um, and so it was, it was definitely something I had to overcome. So in the midst of this, my parents would have me sing a lot in church. And I'll never forget, though, um, as I started getting a little older, about 12 years old, 13, my voice began to mature. And, and I have a little bit of this, like, smoky resonance People, yeah, people will say, so you know, good, like, you, it's so good. oh, you're so sweet. But, you know, so like kind of like Adele or Daigle type thing where um, where all of a sudden I had people in the church tell me that my voice wasn't right for church. And so I actually, um, I'll never forget being a 12-year-old girl, just getting done singing a solo and, you know, me being so scared of being on stage it was such a big deal for me to do it and I'll never forget a pastor coming up to me and saying sweetie your voice isn't right for church your voice is right for the bars that's wow. where your voice belongs wow, wow, wow. and it crushed me it crushed me and so so you know I continued on this journey I continued singing in churches through my teenage years but I, I heard it a couple more times, a couple more times where, sweetie, your voice just isn't right for church or, you know, you, you, you know, what was popular at that time, um, it was kind of like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. you know, was, so it was one of those things where, you know, I was not, um, Nicole Nordeman and I, you know, I, I didn't have that, that perfect soprano voice. Yeah. And, and so I was just told that it wasn't right for worship by, by so many. And, and so anyway, so I got pretty discouraged and in the midst of that, um, the Lord ended up moving me to Nashville, Tennessee in 2002. Yeah. And, um, and so there I started reaching out, um, I worked at Starbucks and started reaching out to just some, some Christian labels and, and, you know, had, had um, a couple meetings with executives. But from there, I, I, I started on this journey where I began to realize that, first of all, it was the Christian music business. Yeah. And so I have this heart to sing for the Lord. And yet I have people in the Christian music industry telling me that my, my voice isn't right for Christian. And yet all these doors started to open in the secular world. Yeah. And so I started doing... Um, 
just um, demos, started doing demos and um, sang at the Bluebird quite a bit. And um, wow. But my heart was torn in two places because, you know, I, I wanted to sing for God. I wanted to be a worship leader. And yet it almost felt like I wasn't wanted in the church. And yet I kept being thrust into the secular world. And um, so I met and married my husband. Um, my husband has been in the music industry for 20 years. He's actually won two Grammys. He's pretty awesome. That's <laughs> so, cool. I love yes, yes. So, so he was working with all these Christian artists. And, you know, so through him, you know, I got to, to meet everybody. But at the end of the day, um, th- once again, my desire was just to sing for Jesus. It was never to become famous. And so I, I began to search the Lord and just say, God, what, what am I supposed to do? Okay. So in church, they say my voice isn't right. And then in the secular world is not where my heart wants to be. I want to reach people for Jesus. How do I do this? 2010, my husband got offered a job at the Mike Kerr Recording Arts School in Daytona Beach, Florida. And I didn't know anything about Daytona Beach other than they had a beach and me being, <laughs> yeah, so me being, and of course NASCAR, but sure. me being originally from Northern California, I, um, I was, I was like, well, man, I, you know, I may like this better than Nashville. Nashville was a great city to live in, but I, I miss the beach. And so, um, my husband and I prayed about it and, and knew this was a direct opportunity from the Lord. And so I get to Daytona beach and once again, so we start going to a church and, and I try to become involved with the worship team, but it felt like every door closed and they kept saying yeah. like, well, we don't need any more vocalists. And then I get a call from someone who needed a singer at, um, for a blues club at the bars. <laughs> and so I'm like, God, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? So anyway, so needless to say, I started singing with this band called the love band. And, um, and I was just always very strategic about the songs I would sing. I would sing, you know, like preacher man and, and, and just songs where I knew that I could have a message or, or songs that I knew that even though they didn't understand it, I would be worshiping. And then, and then I would, you know, in the private conversations I'd have with people off stage, like I was able to lead people to Jesus in bars. And so, yeah. So then, um, Fast forward the next year, all of a sudden the doors to the church world began to open mm-hmm. and and then I became a, a worship pastor. And so for the past eight years, I've been a full-time worship pastor in the church. Now here's where things get interesting. <laughs> La- so last year, um, the Lord told me it was time to step out. It was time to step outside of the walls. And so my husband and I launched a ministry called Sparrow Ministries. Mm-hmm. And, and when I launched it, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I didn't. And I said, okay, God, what are we doing? What are we doing? I know it has something to do with worship, but I have no idea what this looks like. And it's been this, this beautiful discovery of, of the training that I've experienced in bars and the training that I've experienced in church. And, and, the Lord just showing me that Paul became all things to all men. And so the Lord has created this, this ministry through us that we're almost like worship chameleons. And so on Sunday mornings, we rotate around and fill in at different churches leading worship. But then throughout the week, we will be in bars 
doing, doing, um, and I don't say leading, I mean, we are worshiping, but we're very strategic about how we do it. And, um, a lot, especially biker bars, biker fest down here in Daytona beach, that's a big deal. And so, so what's amazing is that, you know, while it was a hard season for me when I felt like the doors had been closed to the church, I realized now that it was complete training ground for this time. And, um, and it's interesting because when you and I were talking earlier, you said that, you know, you're called into the dark places and that's what keeps getting prophesied over our ministries. We're called into the dark places. And sometimes, sometimes the church building can be the dark place as well. We're, we're going to light a fire and shine a light. Um, but we also, um, find ourselves in um, low-income neighborhoods. Like we'll literally just go to, especially parks in lower-income areas. We'll wow. go just set up shop, set up our uh, our gear, and begin to just worship and watch as people come. And then we, of course, evangelize and pray for people. Um, but we kind of, kind of a yeah, a worship chameleon team where wherever God calls us, that's where we go. That's amazing. I love that so much. And I just. The thing that kind of like sticks out to me is that you didn't, and I think this is very important, maybe for people listening, um, you didn't allow the persecution or the words that were spoken over you or to you or against you to stop you. And I feel like musicians, especially ones that have been in the church that have experienced things like this. They automatically think, well, then I'm just going to go and serve the world. That's it. I'm done with the church. But what you did is you stayed pliable. You forgave. And you 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 didn't allow what was spoken over you to you or against you to stop you from knowing what your purpose was. It's just there was a journey to get there. That's right. And, 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 you know, I will say though, it was, it was hard. It was hard. There was actually an eight year period where I worked in Nashville for an, I worked in Nashville at an engineering company and I actually stepped away from music for a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was, it was because I started to let offense kick in. I was, I was, I was angry at God, you know, like God, you gave me this voice, you gave me this desire to sing for you. And yet your people don't want me. Yeah, so what yeah. am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And why, you know, why would you do this? Why would you give me the desire to want to lead worship? And then people tell me I'm not right for it. So I will admit there was yeah. a season in time where I almost let that become my identity. And thankfully, yeah. thankfully, um, I did not, I did yeah. not choose to stay there. Yes. And, um, and you know, isn't it amazing how, I just think how interesting it is how, most of the time with the enemy attacks most is of course your biggest calling. And, sure. and so, yes. I, yeah, so I just, I, I definitely speak to those that, that have been discouraged. Um, you know, I, I just think, I can't imagine myself saying to a 12 year old girl right now where your voice isn't right for this. Your voice isn't right Right. for this. Music is constantly changing. There are so many different voices, so many different styles. And I just encourage you to be who God created you to be. God does not make mistakes. He does not, your voice doesn't have to sound a certain way. It doesn't have to sound like someone else's. You know who you're supposed to be. Walk in it and be confident and just know that if, if that's the way God created you, and wants you to be used, he'll open those doors. Just go with it. Yeah. And I I often, you know, um, some of the listeners know, and I know you know, but to those that don't, you know, I'm a vocal coach, worship leader, you know, a lot of things, me and honey have a lot of like similarities and things. 
And there's always this just stereotype and belief system of, you know, you have to be like that high singer or that belty singer or, you know, whatever the case might be. So we're sitting here and disqualifying what God has qualified over and over and over and over and over again. And it, we're keeping our sound silent when God specifically created every single person with a sound, a voice and a sound that that pleases his heart, that honors him and that he actually longs to hear and in whatever capacity and you can even say the same thing i'm sure there's times i hear the presence of god when i listen to secular artists and it's because they're doing what god created them to do they just sometimes don't know that they're supposed to do it as unto him but that doesn't that's mean right it needs to be worship that's right i think about that all the time yeah. i think about this like can you imagine if adele or lady gaga right. or I mean, oh my goodness. I just think about these incredible vocalists that, that when I, I'm just, pr I pray for them constantly yeah, that they would encounter Jesus because they were created. Yeah. They were created to use those gifts for him. Yeah, completely. And I just think like to encourage the people, if you have anything that you want to share on this, just like coming out of agreement with the, that lie of comparison, you know? Like, do you feel that you have anything to the listener that might be an artist that's like, well, I'm not like this person, so I'm going to just not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's interesting you say that because I think anyone that's kind of on the worship circuit as, right. is probably hearing these words a lot. There's a new sound coming. Do you hear that a lot? Yeah, There's a new the sound. Literally almost every service. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so I've been asking God, okay, God, there's a new sound coming. What is this sound? And, yeah. and I will admit there was like, like last year when I first started hearing that, like, I was like, well, what is the sound? What is this? I've got to find this sound. What is this sound? And, and God just had to set me straight. And, and I'm realizing now that I personally don't think it's a necessarily a sound. It's a condition of the heart. Ooh, it's, good. it's an uncompromising worshiper. Yeah. That's just undignified like David, unashamed. And so it's not about necessarily this distinctive sound, but it's yeah. that war cry from the heart, you know? Sure. Yes. I it's the authentic that. worship. And I, do you know Ray Hughes? Um, yes. Oh my gosh. I just immediately started thinking about what you're talking about in relation to what Ray Hughes talks about. And if you guys don't know who he is, you need to go and you're a musician and a singer and a creative in any way, shape or form. You need to go. <laughs> follow him any way that you can but he talks about you know down to every cell everything was created with a sound so that 100 percent makes sense you know our cells were created from sound every fiber of our being was created from a sound god said and it happened you mm. know god said we were created so it makes sense that you're talking about that maybe that posture of the heart or that thing in the yes. heart that that is the sound that we are sensing in the spirit. It's not necessarily, I mean, you can't make new chords, you know, <laughs> yes. Yes. you know, there's no new notes. Literally all the notes are the same. They're just really low in the middle or really high, you know? So technically you can't say that it's a particular style or genre or whatever. And I really believe that when we understand what that, what that new sound is and we realize that we get to actually join in with heaven and we get to be a part and we get to be like coupled with whatever that is. It's making sure that our hearts are staying pliable. It's making sure that our hearts are staying like sensitive and molded. And like with what you're dealing with musicians specifically, we wear 
our emotions on our sleeve. <laughs> we wear yes. our hearts on our sleeve and it's, we have to be so sensitive and so careful to not allow ourselves to become, I mean, this is all about the heart stuff. This is crazy. You know, now like, my mind is like, whoa, like coming into all this <laughs> other revelation, like the scripture of like where it says, you know, uh, guard your heart because out of it flow all the issues of life. If our heart yes. is hard, there's no flow. There's yeah. no, and that's flow spiritually, creatively, like, oh my gosh, there's like so many things <laughs> my mm -hmm. brain is thinking about right now. And I'm like, we have to make sure that we're not allowing anything other than what the father has said about our gift and our sound and our calling to be the main thing. Like, why are we holding up anybody else's words or thoughts higher than his? Yeah. Yes. And you made me think also just from the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And we talk about right sound. We, we talk about yeah. the, the, um, the power of that. Just like you said, that, that God spoke the world into existence. And, and I had um, an interesting revelation the other day when I was studying in Ephesians, just studying the armor of Christ yeah. and, and going on to the, the sword of the spirit and really understanding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But as I researched it a little more, I had never had this revelation. I couldn't believe it. I've been <laughs> saved since I was seven and I'd never had this I revelation before. Oh man, but, but that, the, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, that word word is rhema, mm. which is a spoken word. And yeah. so it's like, you know, as, so we're called to, as worshipers to use our swords and it's those words that we speak, but it goes back to just what you said yeah. from, from the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and so that's the thing. It's like, it starts with our heart. Mm -hmm. It starts with a genuine relationship with Jesus, a, a complete surrendered life, mm -hmm. surrendered life life and from that true worship flows and it literally becomes a sword to the enemy yeah wow and i feel i feel really strongly right now even though we're we're not done and we have more to talk about like i just keep hearing the lord like calling musicians and creatives back home like mm. i just feel like he's wanting to just put out that call like i just see it almost like uh, like a siren call like thing that we're just it's so loud it's like unmistakable uh, that it's it's for you it's for whoever who's listening it's like the lord is saying i i didn't give you this these abilities for you to feel that you would be like limited to one place in in the world or just in the church or you know whatever it looks like i i'm the creator and i keep creating through you and i want to partner with you to be creative to release these sounds these new sounds these new heart sounds these new heart postures like in the earth and so um honey however you feel led would you just like pray to call these people back home these creatives home Yes, I will. And, and while you were speaking, I just kept hearing who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so I just speak freedom. Yeah. I speak freedom over every person listening who, who may, who I, I speak freedom um, over those that are, that are currently employed as a worshiper in a church that yeah. might feel boxed in, that don't feel free, mm -hmm. completely free to move with the Holy Spirit. God, I just pray that you give them clarity, show them, show them where to go, how to go, Lord. And, and Lord, I pray for those that have been on the outskirts, those that 
had a life similar to mine where where maybe they felt ostracized by the church. They felt like they never quite fit in. Lord, I just pray right now mm-hmm. that you just give them fresh revelation of who they are and who you created them to be. And Lord, and yes, I call them home. And when I say home, Lord, I mean that they find a place where they know they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Lord, whether that be in a corner bar as they mm-hmm. literally are ministering for you or whether that be on a platform in front of thousands mm-hmm. at a worship conference, Lord, wherever home is for them, that home for their creativity, Lord, we know that that when we're home, it's a place of safety, it's a place mm-hmm. of security, and we know that that's where create, creativity can flow when we're when we're free to be who we are created to be. And so, Lord, I just right now, I call the prodigal creatives yeah. to that place of home, that place of home, that place of identity, Lord, that they're not, I strip off any any fear of man yeah. that anyone would be afraid to, you know, show their work to anyone. And I, and I speak beyond just musicality. Yeah. I call the artists, yes. the dancers, yeah. Lord, that there would just be freedom. Um, I really feel like there's dancers listening now because yeah. I know the same thing happens. Um, I've heard, I've talked to countless girls especially who have danced in church and have been body shamed for dancing before the Lord and so I just speak to you you dancers um, to be free be free to dance with a pure heart before him and if doors close before you then go to the open ones do not be discouraged we just speak life we speak creativity and I speak freedom to everyone listening today freedom in the gifts that God has given you freedom in your creation creativity to do what God has intended for you to do and to change this world for Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And I just feel too like there's just people listening that you've had, you have like this list of, of things that you, you've been desiring to do and wanting to do. And you've been like questioning, is this God or is this me? Is this God or is this me? Are pe- what are people going to think? What are going to people, what are people going to think if I do these creative things? Are they going to question my faith? Are they going to question if I'm like slipping or like falling away or whatever? And I just believe that, you know, the desires of our heart, the word desire. And I I think I've said this before on here. D means of and sire means God. So desire actually means of God. And so I just want to encourage you in the desires and the things that you are dreaming uh, and trying to walk out where you're considering other people's opinions or other people's uh, ideas or thoughts about what you would do that you would, again, like I said before, not carry anybody's thoughts, words, ideas about you higher than what God says. And if these are things that God has given you, I believe that he's going to give you the means. He's going to give you the outlets. He's going to give you the support team that you need to be able to walk these things out that you've listed and written down, but you've been just like, I don't know how, what are people going to think? And that somehow these people's words, opinions, and all of these things would have no more power over you anymore. So be free, like she said, to move into the creative flow of the Holy Ghost. And I just, I get, so I want to know, like if the Lord is, is speaking to you specifically by anything honey is saying, anything I'm saying, we want to stand with you. Like we want to be in your corner. We want to let you know that we're for you. We get the creative lifestyle. (laughs) We, We get it. We get that there's frustration when you feel like you can't be free to be who you've been called and created to be. I just feel like I'm supposed to say, do not apologize yes. for who God has created you to be and how he's created you 
to walk. And like she said before, no mistakes. There's no mistakes in especially those desires of creativity that you have and that you want to release in the earth. And so, man, I want to know, like, I just really, (laughs) I really want you guys to just like tell us because I get so excited because, you know, as, as creatives, I really believe we need to be in each other's corners and not like we talked about competitive or in comparison, like no one person can do a creative thing and everybody else be like, Oh, well they already painted. So I guess I can't paint anymore. You know, there's, there's a, an anointing that's released when somebody does what God's created them to do. And it's going to be different for every single person. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to ask you too, like I, I wrote this down. Um, I love, I love everything we're talking about, <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you too, you know, you're, um, you're doing these biker events and I felt really strongly to, to kind of just share any testimonies that you guys have encountered by your obedience to do these things. And, and these guys are tough, I'm sure. Yes. Know? And to the world, which, you know, people have opinions and judgments and all of these things. They're thinking probably, you know, they're too rough or they're, they're not going to be sensitive enough. But I, I feel like you're encountering a whole different thing as you've been obedient to go and do these, these things. So tell us some of those testimonies. Okay. Well, I mean, we're all created to need the love of Jesus. Some people know it. Some people don't. And, and what we're finding, like with this bike, I, I never would have thought, I mean, if you, 10 years ago, if you would have told me I'd be ministering to bikers, I would have thought you're crazy. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I mean, I, I like motorcycles. I, I've ridden one once or twice, right. but you know, um, I've got several people in my team who ride Harleys and have tattoos. Wow. So, you know, so it's good. Um, but yeah, so, so basically we've been ministering to these bikers and what's amazing is we actually partnered with this biker church here in the area. And one of the, um, the head leaders of the church, his name is big Jim Nolan. And he actually started the outlaw chapter wow. of, um, motorcycle club in, in Florida, which if, if you're familiar at all, um, if you've seen Sons of Anarchy or anything biker related, like these are, it. this is real, like this is hardcore, like oh, so they, they, it's a real thing. And anyway, and so Jim, big Jim Nolan, who started it, actually spent the last 35 years in prison wow. and he just got out four or five years ago, but his very first year in prison a pastor came in and led him to Jesus. And so he has been walk. I think it was a pastor. It might've been the guard. Anyway, don't quote me on that, but he was led to the Lord. He was led to the Lord and his life radically changes. So when he got out a few years ago, he has devoted his life to preaching the gospel. And so what we do is we partner with them and, and we'll do these events um, where, you know, at, at the big Harley Davidson shop or at the Iron Horse Saloon. And when the outlaws hear that Big Joel, Big Jim Nolan is going to be there, they come. And so yeah. um, so the testimony has been pretty incredible. It, it kind of a typical event will start like this where um, we, we've learned that, that music or our worship is the door. Yeah. It's the door to get us in there. But that's not the end goal. Like we're there. We know what happens when we worship. We know that heaven's open and we know that it's yeah. posturing hearts to be receptive to the the Holy Spirit. Like we know the yeah. significance of that, but for us, that's just phase one. So, yeah. so we go and do phase one and, and, you know, we'll, sometimes it's multiple bands will switch in and out. Sometimes it's more of a church service. It just kind of just depends on what we do, um, where we're doing it at. Um, yeah. 
but pretty much we'll, we'll go ahead and, and do the music portion first because we found that really opens the door. And it, there's nothing nothing more beautiful than seeing a ton of bikers out smoking cigarettes while we're <laughs> singing to Jesus. Um, but then once we come off stage, that's when relationship can begin to happen. So what will typically happen is we'll come off stage and then bikers will start to approach us. And and so, so from there, we've, we've been able to lead some bikers to Jesus. We've been able to just to love on them and, and just teach them about the love of Jesus. And, and I think what's interesting is what's beautiful about the bikers is that there's no religion in the way. Like they're just genuinely nice people and, and genuinely want to feel love just like anybody else. And so, so for us, I'm realizing that, you know, I could be, I could be at a biker bar or I could be at a Methodist church and I'm encountering the same people. (laughs) They're all God's people who need love. They need love. And, um, and so, so really it's, it's been pretty simple. Um, it's just, just pretty much just teaching them, teaching them about, about Jesus. And, and what's amazing is those that, that have come to the Lord, like there's just no shame, like there's no shame. And they are just, you talk about, a a complete group of radicals for Jesus like you know they are just unashamed they're they're unafraid yeah. to go into the really dark places and and share the love of Jesus so um yeah. so I don't we're still kind of new at it like yeah. we've only done um I think four biker events now so so that's a stay tuned for more testimony Yay, <laughs> but so far it's it. been great <laughs> yeah so so far it's been a lot of fun oh, um but yeah but it is I mean like you know we walk in and I mean there's bikers with like 666 tattooed across their wow. forehead and I mean it is it's real deal stuff Whoa. but it's it's so much fun just knowing that that Holy Spirit's with us every yeah. step of the way man and that's the thing is it's just like God you know God is love and we know that I don't want that to sound like cliche because I feel like people hear that all the time but they don't understand that that love has I feel like some of the church especially doesn't realize that the love has no limit it has no bounds it has no borders yeah. it has no uh, no walls it has you know and we've experienced that more with you know the Rona situation that we've all yeah. <laughs> been living through the last you know however many months and we've had to really think outside of the box. We've really had to think outside of um, what is normal. And it's made a lot of people uncomfortable, I feel like. But right now, I feel like we're there's a separation of the ones that are in it, no matter what it looks like. If it means that I need to go have street, you know, church on the street corner, or if I need to go open my home or do whatever I've got to do, like this is kind of separating the, you know, the real from the fake for a lack of better words. And like, it's just not letting the, the circumstances and the situations stop us from giving the love of God to those who are in desperate need of it. And the world is in desperate need of of what we have had the privilege of living uh, under and with. And like I, more and more, the older I get, the more sensitive I am to people. When I see people that I know don't have a revelation of the love of God and how much he loves them, you know? And and I, I know that the Lord didn't, 
uh, I'm not at the place of you're the same place where this whole thing is not from the Lord. Everything that we've been having to walk through the last like however many months or whatever. But we have that promise of whatever the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn for good. And more people in this season have had the opportunity to come into encounter with the true, real, living God, the love of the Father. And I just want to like honor you guys for just picking up the torch and running with it to those those people that maybe are have been outcasts or who would never come into the church, you know? Yeah. Like you're not really seeing the biker gang, Hell's Angels, walking into the church, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but you are going to see yeah. them at a biker rally. You are going to see them at Harley-Davidson. You are going to see them at all these different things that you're talking about, especially with the, the Nolan, Nolan, right? That's what you said. Yeah, Big Jim yeah. Nolan. Yes. They're going to come. They're going to come because that's something that they can relate with. They can, they can, God's going to do that for people because that's how much he loves them. He's like, you're going to think you're going for one thing, but I got another thing coming for you. You're about to be completely overwhelmed with my love. <laughs> yes. And I just love that. I love that so much. And I just, again, want to say thank you for your obedience. Um, to do that it's very very special and i don't know if you guys get the the thank you all the time and i'm sure the churches have different opinions and stuff but i just want to honor y'all's yes and your obedience to do this especially in this crazy season and world that we're living in right now yeah you know i think we just overcomplicate it I I know I did for too many years. I overcomplicated it and it's so simple. And I think for me, the the biggest switch that flipped that changed my life was to recognize that I am the church. You are the church. So no matter where we go, no matter where you're at, you are the church. It is your job to, to share the love of Jesus. And, 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 and I think one amazing thing the Lord is doing through this season is, you know, so many people have stopped going to church because of fear of the virus or shutdowns, government shutdowns, like the whole nine yards. And, and the thing is somewhere along the line in our history, we got it backwards Mm -hmm. where we thought people had to come to church to meet God. But, you know, church is not a building. We know this, we've heard it over and over, but it's like, I really think this is the season. I know it is the season of kingdom to recognize that church is not a building that you go to it, it, it's great to go there and congregate in fellowship and there's blessing in the assembly but that's not church right. we are the church and so when i'm standing in a biker biker bar ministering to a guy with tattoos all over his face i am the church yeah, i am the so church right. and whether you're standing in line at the supermarket behind a single mom that's struggling you are the church yeah. you are and i just think uh, you know we we all need to step into that place of love and evangelism and just everywhere we go recognizing that that things have shifted and this is no longer the season for well i'm going to invite them to come to this building yeah. and worship with me Sunday morning. That That's all good. Yeah. But no, no, no. Right here and now, what is God telling you to say to them? How can you show them yeah. God's great love in this moment? It's so beautiful. It's so good. And just bringing it back to even the artists, you know, I really believe that the way that if you, and I'm going to say if I can get this out the right way, if you aren't creating the way that God has called you to create that can actually prohibit somebody from encountering the true love of God. And because when you're creating and you're doing what God has created you to do, 
people will recognize it whether you're singing a worship song and saying Jesus or not. You know what I mean? Like they're going to recognize, oh, there's something different about you. There's something different about the sound that you're creating. I want to know about it. And they're going to want to come into relationship with you, maybe for a reason, not having anything to do with your walk with the Lord. But you releasing and being the creative that God has called you to be is actually going to bring these people into an encounter with the love of God. And so I think me and, and honey want to just encourage you to never stop releasing your creativity because you never know who you're going to come in contact with that how this could impact them in a way what honey's doing with with her and her husband what they're doing with the bikers and everything it's creating a way for people to encounter the love of god what you do with your music how you release it how you write how you love how you invite people in to create with you it can actually show people the love of jesus because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah. that's so good yeah. that's so good bethany yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, dang, yeah. I need to keep, <laughs> need That's to keep right. writing. Well, yeah, I thought about you, even with your makeup artistry. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine how many doors that opens. Oh, like, yeah. you know, just any yeah. any aspect of creativity, right? Because people appreciate art, and it is such an amazing way to emote feelings, yeah. right? Music, yeah. museums, like, like anytime poetry, dance, like, yeah. like there's, it's such an, a 3d way so to yeah. speak to experience the love of god really and is. such an easy way for us just to be who we are and let god shine through yeah i have a friend that i just interviewed last week so anybody listening to this one will have actually heard him uh his name is chi chi and he is he's a he's a worship leader but he's he literally has like literally the purest flow in rap I have ever heard in my entire life. It's like spontaneous, prophetic, you know, spitting out lines. Wow. <laughs> like anyone I have ever heard. And I just feel like the pleasure of the Lord when he releases what is in his heart and he does it specifically that way. And so I think anybody that's listening i we just we really just want to encourage you like whatever anybody said don't hold it higher the word of the lord is higher over your life he created you like we've been saying he did not create a single mistake and so partner with the lord in the release of your creativity wherever that is whatever the outlet is if it's with bikers if it's at starbucks if it's at some art gallery if it's at a you know, a ballet studio, whatever it is, you are not out of place. You are in the perfect position to honor the Lord and worship the Lord with you releasing your gift and your sound and your art, you know, artistic abilities. And like, that's what this whole podcast is about is a life of worship. If you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, you are potentially stifling that life of worship that you are you've been called to live like whenever I partner with the Lord in creating jewelry that I create or I do it as under the Lord you know where I'm I'm having a conversation with honey right now and this conversation is edifying it's building up it's encouraging and this is worship unto the Lord you creating your sound, you releasing your sound, you doing all these things. It is a way that we can honor and worship the Lord by doing what he's called us to do. 
And um, that's just something that I feel really, really strongly about that. We understand that it is not solely worship from a stage. That's not what worship is. You know? Yep. It's an aspect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Worship yeah. is a lifestyle. Yeah. There's a, a an old monk named Brother Lawrence who once wrote, he said, I, I would like to be so close to you, Lord, that even the act of picking up a stick up off the ground would be an act of worship. Yeah, Every, that everything we do comes from that attitude. When I do dishes yeah. for my kids, <laughs> right. I'm worshiping the Lord through that. So it goes far beyond creatives, yeah. right? We yeah. know this, the lifestyle. Totally. Yeah. Everything we do can be an act of worship. Yeah, it's so true. Oh my goodness. Well, honey, I just love you. I know we could probably talk forever about everything that God is doing. So I definitely want to have you back. Um, if you would come back, I would love to have you back. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. And I can't wait to see you in person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so before we go, I want you to give everybody the way that they can get in touch with you. Maybe it's to have you come lead worship. If it's to have you come and pour into, you know, their worship teams, or if it's about the biker ministry, can you just give them your Instagrams and your websites and stuff so they can connect with you? And I'm going to put all of that up on my, my blog and website after your episode airs. Um, but just go ahead and give that to the listeners. Okay, absolutely. Our website is www. Oh, sorry, start over. <laughs> Press pause, Bethany, because I've got to remember Instagram. I'm so terrible. I think it's, it's so I think it's Sparrow underscore Ministries. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Anyway. Okay. So reset. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Sparrow underscore Ministries, or you can visit our website at SparrowMinistries.com. TV. Good. TV like television, y'all. Like okay. television. That's like right. Television. I love it. Well, again, I'm so honored that you would jump on this call with me. Share your heart. It's absolutely so beautiful. And I know that this is just like for so many people that you and I are in relationship with. But even beyond that, I just really believe that this is going to edify a lot of people that have kind of stepped away. And again, again, we just speak to you guys. We call you home and please reach out to us if we can help you, speak to you, encourage you in any way. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad that you tuned in today and I pray that you leave so blessed and so inspired to live the life of a worshiper in your every day. If you want more information on the artists and guests that I had on the podcast today, you can go to www.bethanyjoysings.com. And in the most recent blog post, you're going to find all their information and all the ways to connect with them. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Bethany Joy Sings and on Facebook at Bethany Joy. And I pray that you continue to walk with us as we learn together how to live the life of a worshiper. Hey guys, this is Bethany Joy with the Bethany Joy Sings podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. I have a friend of mine who is actually super far away right now in Canada uh, on the podcast with me, my friend Melanie. Melanie, say hi. 
Hi, everybody. Uh, I met Melanie. Um, this is just a really funny story. And I always like to start the podcast with stories. Um, just so you guys, you know, know that this is this is a relationship that's happening here that I've I've seen her walk out um, what she's doing right now. And I've had the opportunity to just experience her running after the Lord and doing what she's doing. And so I, I felt it very strongly to have Melanie on the podcast to share some things, but I always like to give a funny story first. Um, so it's like relatable and, and all of these things. And, and so, um, it was so funny. She was invited to lead worship and we were in Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were invited. She was invited to lead worship in Baltimore, and I was invited to do Marilyn Hickey's hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this funny situation where I, I was invited to do this, and we were in the back room. And then it turned out that Marilyn Hickey didn't really want to get her hair and makeup done, and then she did. And she didn't. And I love Marilyn Hickey like so much. And I'm like, you know what? She can have do whatever she wants. She's Marilyn Hickey. She's led more people to the Lord, you know, um, than I ever have. And so she can be like as indecisive as she wants to be. Um, and that's totally so fine. Funny. But I was just so honored to be in the room. And then the next thing you know, uh, we have a mutual friend named Micah Joy and we started talking and then our mutual friend, uh, Joseph was like, Hey, why don't you just join them in leading worship? And so we ended up finding that we had such a blend, just not even naturally, but there was just a, a, a blend in the spirit. Honestly, it was like different streams mm-hmm. coming together and our harmonies just like locked in and heaven came in the room and people encountered the Lord and then we also yeah. had some some fun times like where I have I had a I have a YouTube channel but I don't do too much on it anymore and I invited them to come on and help me demonstrate some things about how to harmonize and not harmonize and so <laughs> uh, I definitely should link that to this uh, when I put you <laughs> should oh my goodness that was like three podcast. years ago now I think. oh my gosh it's so funny y'all like so funny and so I just want to honor you Melanie you're just your yes to the Lord and just get right into that. You know, when I ask the Lord, like, God, what do you want to have Melanie share? Um, he specifically said, like, I want you to ask her to share about being a worshiper on living with a reckless. Yes. Um, and you know, she and I both have been missionaries. Um, and we've both, you know, been in that position of like, well, we're both single. We're both worship Mm -hmm. leaders. We're both just after the heart of the father. Um, but you know, I can say things till I'm blue in the face, but I want people to hear it from somebody else who's walking it out, who's doing this just to encourage people in, in their yes, in their relationship Mm -hmm. with the Lord to take those crazy wild risks, um, and walking with the Lord and what he's asked you and called you to do. And so I just want to give you the floor, um, and just let you kind of just talk about your, your life, your testimonies. He brought you to New, New Zealand. There maybe is other places that he brought you to. Um, I just want you to kind of talk about just what you've been doing and, and, and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the highs, maybe the lows of, of what comes with this, because I really believe this is going to minister to people. Sometimes giving that yes is not easy. There's a lot of hardship and different mm-hmm. things that can come with that. And so I want that raw 
and real because I really believe it's going to help people who are in similar situations as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And thank you so much. I'm so honored to like know you as a friend and to have like learned so much from you already. Yay. Um, I really <laughs> did wish, like I do wish that we lived closer. That I would know. be so much easier. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've literally only met in person that one time, but it's so amazing how like God connects someone even once and that's all that it takes, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and it's so funny. We, I don't actually think about that often. We are very similar in a yeah. lot of ways. <laughs> so, and it's honestly, it's so nice, like, especially when you're saying yes to the Lord and going off in these journeys, maybe not everyone around you is, it's nice to have friends that understand you, you yeah, know? Yeah, Exactly. And understand your journey and your path that the Lord has you on. So thank you so much for being so amazing. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Of course. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So I kind of was feeling just when you kind of mentioned like all of that, um, there, there's like a crucial point in my life where I feel like everything kind of changed. So I'll share like a little bit part awesome. A and then part B. Good. Um, and yeah, just pray that the Lord blesses whoever is listening to this. Yes. Um, that they would be encouraged to um, have only a yes in their hearts for the Lord. So um, should I pray? I feel like I should Go pray. Go for I'm just it, please. Pray. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, just thank you so much for this time and thank you for um yeah your heart for us and the life that you've given us god i thank you for the breath in our lungs and for the songs in our hearts and for the dreams that you've placed inside of us and i thank you that you've given us every good gift every good gift from the father um you've given us everything we need to live a life that is full and on fire for you thank you that you're with us even in the craziest of seasons thank you that you are never gonna leave that you are holding on and that you never let go and god i just ask for your presence to just come right now um, that you would bless us with your presence yeah amen bless us with your nearness amen so um i grew up in the church and um i had a pretty pretty oh my gosh my words pretty radical (laughs) encounter with the lord um i can't remember exactly what age i was seven or eight um it was about around this same time where i my family went from going to catholic church growing up to going to a um very intense like Pentecostal church from (laughs) that's a difference yeah it was a big switch probably more for them I was just kind of like going along for the ride so um you know whatever yeah (laughs) whatever I was in I kind of just adapted to um but yeah, so a pretty radical encounter with the Lord as eight, he showed me this like whole vision of like, like an open vision mm-hmm. um, of like me putting the blood of Jesus like on the doorpost of my school because a storm was coming. It was really crazy, honestly. And I heard the Lord's voice, wow. like tell me to go talk to my principal and give her 12 roses and tell her that he loves her. I mean, I was eight. Wow. <laughs> it was like, and like, I believe I heard, this is the only time in my life, but I fully believe, I still remember to this day that it was the audible voice or inner audible, so but it cool. was, it was so intense. Um, 
And that marked me, you know, as a child. And yeah. I just knew that I heard the Lord's voice. And I knew that he spoke to me and I knew he was with me. And I knew that he wanted me to tell people that he loved them. Yeah. And so that was kind of the beginning of my story. Um, you know, years go by, high school, kind of fell away from the Lord, tried to do my own thing. Long story short, never really could because <laughs> I was just so convicted. Yes, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> You know, like, you're like, you're the good girl, but you're really trying not to be, but it's not working. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It, you're like the really worst doesn't. bad girl that there possibly could be. Yeah. You're like, it's just terrible. You're too good at being good. And so you're terrible at so being bad. Funny. So funny. Yeah. If, if anyone's listening to this right now, just don't even try. Yeah. Like, just, just, just quit. Just stay with Jesus. Just quit. It's so just much stay better. With Jesus. It's way easier. Oh my gosh. This is literally so funny because I am the same. I am. The, I thought so. I am the pastor's daughter. I am the. I You're am, a PK. I am a PK, like branded, oh right? My. Like I literally oh, was man. the one of my siblings that did not run away from the Lord, uh, because grieving the <laughs> Lord literally made me so sick. Like it would be crazy. I would be sick to my stomach if I lied. There was just no getting away, and I love the oh, Holy man. Spirit for that. At that time, I was like, Dag Nabbit, can I just tell a lie? <laughs> oh my goodness he wouldn't he wouldn't let you go he no was like, nope, i'm so thankful i'm so thankful but at the time it was like wow well i guess <laughs> i guess i don't get to live that way i don't get to do those things but it was so cool because it was just that that god's keeping power and i feel like you're probably in that yeah. in that same boat it's like the lord's keeping power just literally oh yeah would not let us run away because of what he's called us to so mm -hmm. keep going yeah. i'm so excited about this Yes, yes. Yeah, he, when he marks you, you can't yeah. unsee, you can't unhear yeah. um, what he's showed you, what he said. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit's living inside of you if you're born again Christian. Yeah. And he's the one that's, that's telling you everything that the Father is saying. And so, and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He, he doesn't force you into right. anything. He doesn't exactly. make you do anything. But I do believe that, you know, you know when you're out of line. And he's, <laughs> yes. really, he's really great at, you know, shepherding and keeping you yes, <laughs> on totally. the nice narrow straight path yes. of the Lord. So yeah, so eventually, you know, I came back, I quit all of my running around trying to be cool in high school vibes. <laughs> and um I came back grade twelve and that was a pretty crazy year. I ended up going to a young adults conference in uh Kansas City, Missouri awesome. called um One Thing 2009. Wow. Uh so we're going on oh gosh, is that eleven years now? Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Wow. And so I, I went there, got baptized, radically saved again, and gave my life to the Lord. And that's kind of where if anyone knows about the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. That's where they have 24-7 prayer and worship. They've been going for, do you know, is it 16 years now? 15? I think it's so. Up there. It's like 15 or 16. It's crazy. Hmm? I said, yeah, I think it's 15 or 16. I, that's crazy. Yeah. So... Amazing. So I, I got touched by the Lord, just radically transformed. And, and that's where he really spoke to me about my calling and my destiny and who I was and how he felt about me and who he was and what he was doing in the earth and just wow. all the things, you know, Yeah. all the things. Um, and I specifically remember 
um, Stuart Greaves, he's one of the leaders there, stood up and talked about the Night Watch and talked about um, prophecies about what they called songbirds, which were prophetic singers yeah. that would um, sing and that would lead worship even through the night and that they would partner with the heart of the Lord to see healings and miracles and revival and ultimately the Lord coming back and to, yeah. to kind of prepare the, the earth for the returning of the Lord. And so, I mean, I was like, gosh, 18, like, I, wow. you know, I was just like, wow, I've grown up in church. I've never heard this before. So long story short, two years later, I ended up going to college there. I went to their music school, spent two years, 24 hours a week, at least in prayer in the prayer room or singing with teams. Wow. Um, and, you know, as a young adult in my 20s, young 20s, I mean, that wrecked me for yeah. life, just for life. Like, learning to like love the Lord and love him in the place of prayer and in communion and in yeah. loving his word and like learning to sing the word and learning to use the word for prayer and not just, you know, have to sit there and try to like, yeah. you know, take it's their two hour blocks. Right. So like you learn pretty quick. You can't talk for two hours. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you talk a lot. We both talk a lot, but even that's a stretch for us. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's true. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm just throwing you under the bus there, but... No, I mean, honestly, like, I could talk for a long time, but after a while, it's like, I'm annoyed with the sound of my own voice, you know? So yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you go through your prayer list, you're right. like, Lord, bless my mom, my grandma, my dad, my siblings, you move all the way down to, like, your great-great-aunt in, like, some <laughs> random world crisis. Right. And then you're like, Cool. How do I spend time with you? You know, yeah, it, now it pushes what? you. <laughs> it pushes you into um, realizing your own weakness, yeah. and then realizing how much you need him in order to have a relationship with him. And yeah. none of this is you're able to accomplish in your own strength. And um, yeah. that's where a lot of my my worship leading training and my prophetic singing and my songwriting it all kind of came out of those two years, really. Awesome. Um, at IHOP. So that's kind of where, that's kind of part A is just, you know, seeing the Lord just really guiding me. I mean, I found out about IHOP online, searching Google for colleges. I had no one told me about it. Wow. I literally clicked on this link. It popped up and I felt the Lord like so strongly. That's cool. Um, and so, yeah. So after I graduated, um, IHOP in 2013, um, I, Kind of was like, you know, like anyone else that has graduated college, you're like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah, you know, you're, you're in your mid-20s, you're kind of like, I just went to Bible college, what do I do with this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and um, I was going to stay, I wanted to stay in Kansas City, and again, I had another moment where I inter-audibly heard the Lord say, it's time to go home. Wow. And I'm... Um, as you'll see, this is fairly common in my life, which I don't know if it is for everyone, but for me, the Lord's pretty, um, pretty direct yeah. with certain things. So I heard him. I couldn't unhear it. I was like, I better obey because you have two choices. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't obey or you obey. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go home, um, which I was really sad about. I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on staying at the house of prayer forever and never doing anything else. Right. Um, but clearly the Lord had other plans. So I went home. I got a job at um, a gym 
in my hometown and was pretty depressed for about five months. Oh, man. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, I've had all these crazy experiences. I had gone to the Middle East for a month with Israel and Cyprus to start a house of prayer. And then I'm now back living with my parents, 23 years old, and not doing ministry. And, um, you know, it was a real real low. Um, (laughs) I tried to move back to America. It's a very long story short. I actually got kicked out of America after two months. And I was too afraid to try to go back again. So I did not go back to the States for like eight months. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Um, Because at the border, they basically thought I was trying to like move there, which I wasn't. I was just with some friends at a church upstate New York. And it's very close to Toronto. Yeah. Because I was crossing the border so much, they, they just flagged me and and you know basically we're like we'll let you in for 24 hours but you have to leave you can't stay and I was like wow I was just so shook and so I came home and that's when the Lord spoke he's like I want you to go to Catch the Fire Toronto which is my home church and he spoke to me and said go there I want you to um just call the pastors and ask if you can help with anything and within a week I was running their house of prayer on staff living with them like the lord just fully was you know like go here do this and, and it happened and it was just like amazing so um and so and you know long story short like i moved to australia after that i was a worship pastor for a year again that was something the lord spoke to me it was like mel i want you to go to australia i want yeah. you to go yeah i didn't know anyone i knew no i did not know a single person in that country wow. god opened up a door someone called my pastors and said we need a worship pastor my pastors were like here's melanie she would love to come (laughs) pretty sure they said that before i said i wanted to come (laughs) 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 i think they knew anyways yeah Um, and so john and patricia bootsma they're amazing yeah Uh, i think you know patricia from different conferences yeah they're still amazing spiritual parents in my life and so yeah so that was that's how i got there and then um i ended up a couple years later, two years later, I ended up um, being in a really low place again. I was back in Canada. Um, I was just working as nannying. I wasn't, again, I wasn't, I had spots where I haven't been in ministry, you know, and I've just kind of worked jobs and earned yeah, money and yeah. w- in the waiting, you know, there's lots of seasons where you're in the waiting and nothing's going on. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you have to trust the Lord for about eight, nine months. I didn't hear a single thing. I was just in Toronto. Yeah. I'd moved back from Australia and I, I wanted to be back there. The visa ran out and they couldn't hire me to stay full time. It was a lot of money for the church. And yeah. and so I, ha- I had to come back again here. My visas are running out. It's a very common. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, now as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, every time I move home, it's because my visa ran out. <laughs> so maybe I need to pray for more favor with that. But there I'm... you go. You're going to get it, girl. You're going to get it. <laughs> going to get it. Yeah. So anyways, and the Lord again, like, I was so low that it was just lots of stuff going on in my life. Um, and I had kind of like through like a series of events and, and kind of some unhealthy things going on, um, in a separate church, not catch fire, but a separate church I had kind of been in contact with just a lot of fear of like, I can't hear the Lord anymore and I can't hear his voice and I'm not listening to him it's just some really weird like spiritual manipulation stuff was going on yeah um and it you know and that's why you have to be so careful who speaks into your life and you have to be so careful who you let in yeah um because 
it can throw you off. It really can. Um, you know, if people are saying things or saying things about you that don't line up with what the Lord says, yeah. then that right away should be a flag. But I didn't, you know, you don't know. You trust your friends. You trust your the people in your life. And so, when, you know, when they say, hey, I don't think you're really hearing the Lord, you believe it. And, yeah. you know, that shouldn't be anyone's. I mean, obviously, you, you take away what people say. But, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you and it puts fear in your heart yeah. and it's not the fear of the Lord. It's like a bad fear of like, Oh no, like exactly. you question yourself. Yeah. That's when you know, you know, so I was in that season and, and the Lord just like, again, inner audibly, Mal, I want you to go to Africa. And this is where I kind of was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What? <laughs> you know, and I'm in this season of like, I don't know, am I hearing the Lord? I'm sure people out there have had those seasons. Of oh, like, yeah. Do I, am I hearing the Lord? Is this him? Is this not? Is this me? Yeah. And that, anime just throws into a swirl and he always attacks like he always attacks the thing that you're called to or the thing that like yeah. um the lord has spoken over you so for me it was my ability to hear the lord i've always had that you know for, so for the enemy to come against that yeah you know like looking back it's like you can see you're like oh man he was really trying to throw me off mm -hmm. but in the moment you really question you're mm -hmm. like you know and and Whenever these big moments come, like I always, you know, I, I talk to my pastors, I submit it to them. I say, I think the yeah. Lord's saying this. I ask them, I bring them into it. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And I was kind of hoping they were going to say no, because I <laughs> really didn't want to go to Africa. That's so funny. <laughs> Which, funny enough, that's, oh, is that where I met Joseph? Oh, no, our friend, our mutual friend, Joseph. I did, we were there together that's at one so point. Cool. I think that's yeah. where I might have met him. But Wow. Can't remember. Anyways, getting sidetracked. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> it's we good. in Africa. Seriously, the amount of people that go, it's amazing. Wow. So <laughs> I long story short, I I mean was pretty much given four thousand dollars in like a month and That's got so accepted cool. to um Iris Global, which is Heidi and Roland Baker's oh, yeah. um, mission school. This was my first ever missions trip um <laughs> ever. Wow. <laughs> and uh I'd never been to a third world country. And, um, I didn't even know if, if I was hearing the Lord and I just went by faith. Yeah. I heard him say go. I mean, there was lots of other, I mean, I could tell you at least like 10 different confirmations, crazy yeah. stories. Like this child come up to me and say, hi, my name is Iris. Wow. Like, <laughs> I love like, that. The weirdest, the weirdest thing. Like, and like, I had like seen a picture, the Lord, he showed me a picture of an elephant with like a broken trunk, which. Yeah. He spoke to me about that, saying, like, Mel, I want you to go because it's going to heal your voice, which is a whole other story. But I, I walked into my workplace um, where I was nannying, and on their table, I'd never seen it before, was an elephant figurine with a broken trunk, like, wow. the next day. Like, the, literally the next day. And, I, you know, like, just signs that you literally can't. You can't deny. No, you can't. That's so great. It, yeah, and it's like I'm saying, this is these are isolated. This isn't like an everyday thing for me. Right? You know? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not like you know seeing confirmations of things to like, every to, two seconds. <laughs> not to interrupt you, but like it's like no. I think people that might be listening to this, I just like want to kind of give some like maybe some preference for some things. It's like she's sharing her yeah. testimony. And I want to say this about the testimony. First of all, um, the word, the word testimony in the Greek actually means do it again. 
So um, when we are giving a testimony, we're sharing something that God has done in our life. It's meant to stir faith in you as the listener to believe God to do it again for you. Melanie is going to say this, mm-hmm. the same thing. She's not going to say she's more special or more called than you are. I'm not going to say I'm more special or more called than she is. It's literally that we hear and then we believe and we, we mm-hmm. put action to this faith. We put action to these words. Yeah. We put action to these, these unctions and these different things that happen. And you know, God mm-hmm. will always reward our, our desire to please his heart. Even mm-hmm. if we, if we miss it, he's like, man, they're really, they're yeah. really listening. They're really like wanting mm-hmm. to hear me. They're really wanting to walk with me. And he's so lovingly like, well, we'll like course correct if we do miss it. But we mm-hmm. also, it's not that hard to hear the Lord. And I know people are like, oh, don't say that. Like, <laughs> um, this is the thing. You're not always going to hear it audibly. Uh, you know, you may, you brought that up. I haven't, I've heard the Lord audibly yeah. three times in my 37 years. It's not a normal thing to, mm-hmm. to do that. You know, he's always speaking through his word. He's always speaking with impressions. He can speak through other people in your life. And he can also do whatever the heck he wants. He can put a mm-hmm. elephant in an, like a place that you babysit uh, with a broken trunk after you heard the phrase broken trunk because he wants to get your attention, you mm-hmm. know? And so I just, yeah. I felt like just to interject for a second, you know, everybody listening, like if you are, are waiting about doing something or, or taking a risk or taking a step of faith and you're kind of like, well, I haven't heard him audibly or I haven't whatever, you know, I want you to just open your heart, open your mind to the possibility that he could speak to you in so many other ways. And he has something for you on the other side of your obedience, you know, to just be like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, maybe, maybe that was the Lord, you know, and I, I just want to say mm-hmm. this too, like what I had a season where I went to, to Nashville and I knew Nashville for me was literally only going to be about a year long and I needed, it took two years of confirmation for this chick to pack her bags and, <laughs> and hit the road because I needed to know that I know that I know that I know that I know that it was the Lord. And I mean, I was having things like you're talking about, like crazy mm-hmm. confirmation after crazy confirmation. And this one in particular, I'm, I'm literally sitting in my car and I'm driving down the freeway and it's when that television show uh, called Nashville was only in its second season. And I, I loved the show cause it just had music involved and, and all of that stuff. And, um, but I hadn't downloaded any of the music. I use Spotify. I don't really use iTunes. Hopefully that's not blasphemous to anybody listening. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I'm listening to music in my car and all of a sudden the songs come, the song comes on that I have never heard before. It is my iTunes, the music that I have purchased. And I'm like, um, I've barely purchased anything cause I rarely ever use it. And the song comes on and that same road that brought you here will sure take you home. The life you left behind, you will have back. You're tired of paying dues and worn out shoes and Broadway blues. And any fool would tell you that the deck is stacked. And this is the part that wrecked me. It said, what if you're just a vessel and God gave you something special. It ain't yours to throw away. It ain't yours to throw away. Every time you open up your mouth, diamonds come rolling out. It ain't yours to throw away. And I 
was absolutely undone because I click on my phone to say, what the heck is this song? Why am I crying? It's not a worship song. I feel the presence of Jesus so (laughs) strong. And it's titled from the Nashville show, Nashville cast music. And this song starts playing. And I promise you that I did not buy that song. And I I had to pull over on the side of the road because what I wanted to, to, the reason I'm saying that and the reason I wanted to stress that is because it's not just the worship leader that can hear the voice of God. It's not just the girls that didn't, the party and didn't work out for. It's not, you know, it's not our situations. And that's the reason that we're hearing the Lord this way. Uh, and it's not even mm-hmm. like you were saying before, it's not that it's all the time time. It's that we know that he is, he's speaking. We know that he's leading. We know that he's guiding and he can speak to us in so many different ways. We condition ourselves mm-hmm. to actually think he's only going to speak through this way or this way or through that person. And that's, there's no junior Holy spirit. Like, uh, like he's going to speak to us just the same way that he would speak to somebody that's a famous minister or so, you know what I mean? It's like, he desires mm-hmm. that conversation with us. And he wants to give us that confirmation and that assurance that we're, mm-hmm. we're hearing his voice and that as we're taking these steps and these risks of faith and giving him our yes, he loves to confirm himself. He loves to confirm mm-hmm. what he's doing for us. And I just really felt like super strongly to, you know, uh, just re reiterate and really just kind of back up what you're, you're saying to the people that mm-hmm. are listening. It's, it's not the everyday thing, but he is always doing it. It's just a matter of we're paying attention to those things and not disregarding that it's not coming the way that we think it should. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's such a cool story. I forgot that you lived in Nashville. Yeah, girl, that was that was a fun season. Um, it, it was really good and it was also a learning season, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, you know, I got some publishing things done and some co-writing things like that, but wow. you know, out of, out of that season, it, what was more, um, I really believe what the Lord wanted to accomplish out of that. And, and that honestly, since we're talking about giving the Lord the yes, I may, this is just where I feel mm. like the, the Lord wants me to go here for a second. Um, when I finally made the decision to go, I had actually had a friend named Jamie Lynn Hole that passed away. Um, she was somebody that gave a reckless yes to the Lord and was on missions trips all the time. She, um, mm. was at, was 26 and had been in, in countless nations, had served countless ministries and, uh, was working on staff at a church here in Texas. And she had went to Israel and she posted something on her, uh, Facebook. And she had said here in the place where my safe, she was in the garden of Gethsemane. And, um, she mm. said here in the place where my savior said yes to taking on the sins of the world and yes to taking on, uh, you know, the, the sins of, of this person or that person or whatever. How can I not say yes to the widow? How can I not say yes to the orphan? Mm. Like who am I to, to just, you know, not, not say yes. Wow. And, and I remember the, the, the context of it went, you know, and Lord, whenever it's time for me to go home, I say yes to your will and yes to your way. Yes to whatever you say. And she mm. came back from her trip and days later, and this is so tragic. It's so tragic. But days later, she was actually hit by an 18 wheeler and it took her life. Oh my gosh. It took her life. And it was the craziest thing. But what I'm saying this for is that 
her life was just this rec- this reckless yes. And mm. at her funeral, there was probably over 4,000 people present in person, but there was over 4,600 people from different nations that tuned in on live stream that Jamie Lynn had impacted with her yes, that were, yeah. were attending her funeral from far away, that knew the Lord because... She went and she said yes, no matter what it cost her. And well, I remember going to that funeral and that next, um, that, so that was on a Thursday. And then that Sunday, my pastor was preaching and I'm sitting on the front row. I've got my hands in what I call receive mode. I've got them like, you know, out. I'm just kind of just like what, you know, receiving of what the Lord's doing and receiving what my pastor's speaking. And I hear my pastor say, there's somebody's breakthrough that's waiting on your Yes. And it it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, me not being obedient and me being unsure and me just sitting here and doing the same thing is not doing anything Mm -hmm. for for the widow. It's not doing anything for the orphan. It's not doing anything for the lost person in the music industry that I feel called to, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And the next thing I know after he says that, I look down at my wrist. And anybody that knows me that's listening knows that I have now I have the word yes tattooed on my wrist. Um, I'm by no means am I saying the Lord told me to go get the tattoos. So don't get weird people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but all I'm saying is in that moment, I'm in this service. My hands are up. They're in receive mode. And I see the finger of the Lord. Like when he did the writing on the wall and the word, um, I saw him take his finger and he wrote on my wrist in cursive the word Yes. And I just saw it so plainly, so clear with my spiritual eyes. And I heard the Lord say to me, will you be heaven's yes girl? And I was like, heck yes, I will be. <laughs> and mm-hmm. with, within weeks, I, I got rid of everything. I sold all my, I can't tell you how many times I've sold my clothes because of giving the Lord my yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I think I just should yeah. just not have a clothes fetish, you know, problem anyways. But uh, <laughs> But it was one. But it was one of those things where I was like, I gotta get rid of it all. I gotta say yes. I gotta do this. I've, I've yeah. got all these confirmations, and I I packed yeah. my bags and I moved. And it was probably at first the hardest season. But up until that point of my life, I had so much anxiety. I had so much worry about my future. The fact that I was thirty two yeah. and I'm now older than that. But the fact that I was mm-hmm. thirty two and not married and and not you know doing what I thought I should have been doing in the industry at this point and, and all of these yeah. different things, I had put all this unnecessary pressure on myself that the Lord had never put on me, and going to Nashville brought me to this place of understanding that I had been unknowingly offended at the Lord and at the Father really for what He had not done for me yet. And what I thought he should have done for me already at this point. And I realized that the anxiety and the worry and the fear and all of these things that I was facing was attached to my unbelief in the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And God had to take me away from what was comfortable and, and normal and easy and, and you know what was basically what everybody thought I should have been doing at that point and and he brought me to a place where it was just me and him to bring me to a place to uh to get my heart and all of these things in order for that's what, so good for what he wanted to have for me in the future and so um you know, it, but it was a yes. I could have easily said no and continued to live with anxiety and fear oh, and yeah. worry and all of those things because it was not convenient, like at all. Yeah. Oh, it never is. No. And so. Uh, never is convenient yeah. or comfortable. 
<laughs> Girl, so keep talking about Africa and what your yes did and, and going there. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, it's it's not comfortable. And a lot of times when you do say yes, you don't see the, I, I don't want to use the word reward, but you don't see the fruit right away, you know? Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's a step of faith. And often, you know, like I've heard, like your story, like a lot of times when people say yes, it is hard at first. They yeah. don't understand why they moved or they don't understand why they yeah. took that job or they don't understand why they sold their house. You know, like yeah. there is a period, you know, of between the now and the not yet, you yeah. know, where you're just kind of like, uh, you know, and I, I can't remember who said this, but it's like, do things that are so ridiculous and so crazy and so out there that the Lord has told you to do that. If he doesn't come through, you would look crazy, but like do those things, do like those say things. yes to yeah. those things yeah. because you will see like, it's scary, but you will see he always backs up his kids. He, totally he does. always comes through. Yeah. Might not be when you wanted it to be, but the thing is, is like when you say yes, it's not just for you or for your glory That's or so for true. your life. It's never, God never is like, I mean, yes, he wants us, you know, to have a great life. Of course he does. But the problem is we live in a very me-centered Christianity. That's, so that yeah, when we sure. think of everything that we're, I'm talking about, like none of these things were just for me. This was for the generations that are going to come after me. This exactly. is going to be for my family. I'm not saying yes for myself. Yeah. I'm saying yes for, so that Jesus's name can be famous in the earth. However, the Lord wants to make that happen through my life. Yeah. That is the main thing the Holy spirit is doing is he is yeah. exalting Jesus yes. and he is preparing the bride of Christ. Yes. And so, yeah. So when I went to Africa, like, like you, I had a lot of fear, I had a lot of anxiety. And to be honest, like I was scared to go to third world countries. Like yeah. I was terrified, never gone before. And I had a very big no in my heart uh, to go <laughs> anywhere that seemed like I could die. Like right. I didn't want to go anywhere <laughs> where I thought I could die. Right. <laughs> Just, you know, um, yeah, my, my carnal nature, my, my soul was like, that looks scary and terrifying. Please don't do this. <laughs> um, and it was in Africa where the Lord, um, he had me actually Heidi Baker. Um, she was like preaching one day and she's like, guys, I want you to write a list of every country of everything that you have said the Lord, like said no to the Lord to, and oh. I want you to write it down <laughs> and I want you to tear it up. And I want you to ask the Lord to rip out every no from your heart. So that what only remains is this massive resounding yes. Wow. And I did it. I wrote down my list. You know, I was like, China, North Korea, <laughs> all these places. Wow. And like, you know, like all these things that I was like, I would definitely not want to do this. Right. And, you know, I wrote it and I ripped it up and I said, you know, in that, in Africa, in the place where I was terrified, I said, Lord, you have my yes. I'll go wherever you go. I'll say whatever you say. Yes. I'll do whatever you call me to do. And the amount of fear that left me, the, and the amount of freedom that came on me to just live my life was, was, it was an encounter I'll never forget. Wow. Honestly, just so, as simple as writing on a piece of paper, ripping it up and just saying to the Lord, you know, before yeah. him, like, use my life. Like, you know, and I yeah. love how, you know, Julie Meyer wrote that song where it's like, pick me up like a paintbrush, yeah. like paint, paint your picture, you know, through my life, you know, use me as, you know, the artist uses the paintbrush. Yeah. And, um, 
honestly, like Africa saved me. I ended up going back and staffing. So I was there for five months, five months in, in a country yeah. that I was terrified to go to. And, you know, sometimes the Lord has to put us in these places yeah. where we are so pressed on each side. And I did get sick, you know, for two weeks, I was pretty, it wasn't yeah. looking good. Thank God I never got malaria. But, you know, Thank he you, puts Jesus. you in these places <laughs> yeah, where, um, where all of this stuff that's inside of you that isn't of him or isn't kingdom, he squeezes it out. Yeah. And, and he does it and it doesn't feel good, but like, you know, he doesn't, he, he cares more about our hearts and he does our, com- us being comfortable. That's the truth. <laughs> and he cares more about our destiny than us feeling happy. Yeah. And yeah. like, we've got everything together. The point was never for us to feel like we have it all together. Thank God. Because yeah. like, guys, <laughs> That's too much pressure. <laughs> That's too ew. much pressure. But, think, <laughs> ew, ew. but like, think about how many people put that pressure on themselves yeah. to have it all together. We we all do. Yeah. You know, and neither of her, neither of us are married yet, and there's still dreams in our hearts where, yeah. you know, we're like, Lord, I would love this, but in the end, when you lay down your life, you lay down your life. You yeah. don't pick it back up again. Yeah. You know, and so you know that from that moment, like. The Lord, like, you know, when you, when you lay it down from that moment, it's his and, and the trust, the journey of the trust begins, you know? And so he can then begin, I find, I don't know about you, but I find when you say yes to the Lord, he starts with the little things. It's not moved to another country. I didn't start my journey with, right. you know, I, when I was eight years old, the Lord told me to tell my principal that he loved her. That was my yes. I started real small, you know, that's good. (laughs) And, you know, you know, when I'm on the bus and the Lord's like, go sit next to that person and give them this word. Then yeah. I'll go sit next to them on the bus and give them this word, you know? And so he doesn't start always huge, but I believe that he, he knows how to build that trust with us. And totally. he knows the positions to put us in to get us to say yes. Like I was pretty desperate before Africa, you know, in, in a way I was like, well, I have nothing else to lose. So, you know, and sometimes he will put you in a place. I'm not saying the Lord brings sickness or brings, you know, anything negative. He only gives good gifts, but he knows how to put you in a place Mm -hmm. where you will say yes to him, where you will give him your life and give him your heart. Because that is the whole point of this life is that our hearts become fully surrendered, that there is no part of us that is rejecting him, no part of us that is fighting him or fighting his, you know, what he's doing. Yeah. And honestly, like, I wish I could say it's, it's an easy life to live, but it's not. And (laughs) it really isn't. It's really not easy. And you know, you know, when people are like, I'm sure you get this too. People are like, what are you doing now? Like, what you, what's going on yeah. in your life when you're kind of like, <laughs> well, um, still not married, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, it's yeah. fine. Like I just, yeah, I just honestly is. learned to just not care in the best yeah. way, not care what people yeah. think anymore. You know, and I think it's probably when you get older, you start to feel that more. You really but... do. I was actually just having that conversation with my best oh, really? friend today, you know, just, uh, walking through a certain situation that I'm walking through with my with my family and, and different things like that just yeah. to be I love that my podcast to be very raw and very real and very relatable and you know I'm not doing this podcast because I you know 
and I've got it all together. I'm not doing this podcast because my life is perfect. I'm not doing this podcast because, you know, uh, it's like fluffy bunnies and cotton candy all the time. I'm doing this Mm -hmm. podcast because the reality of, of ministry and the reality of our our walk and the reality of, of what we're walking through in the world right now, if you look at it with your natural eyes, it's like, Oh God, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's, it's understanding that that's not how we, that's not how we've been called to walk as believers. You know, we're in this world, Mm -hmm. we're not of this world and we actually get to know what it is to think higher thoughts. We actually get to tap into the things that are on his heart. We get to know his view and his opinion. And and I really feel mm-hmm. like the, the importance of that scripture, like this is what we were talking about, you know, guarding your heart because out of it flow all the issues of life. If you're letting all of these certain like things and, and just like disappointments and the, the way that things are going right now, the way that things are not working out, you know, the way that we thought they might at this point in our lives. If we're not guarding our heart from mm-hmm. that bitterness or that unforgiveness or that resentment or a, a unrealistic expectation that we have actually created for ourselves, then it's like, like you're talking about the Lord is after, he's after our heart. He's after, yeah. after that. It's, it's like, that's one of the main reasons I really feel that the Lord is saying, Hey, guard your heart, guard your mm-hmm. heart, because I have all these things for you. And I don't want you to get something in your heart. That's going to make you think that I'm not doing exactly what I said I'm going to do for you. That I'm not actually going to yeah. be who I said I'm going to be for you. And, and I want you to just, yeah. I want you to have that intimacy, intimacy with me. I want you to have that closeness with me. I want the reality of my love for you to be what you're fixated on. And I want you to guard your heart and not let what anybody's saying or what anybody's doing to keep you from what I've called you to. And, and I, and I was just saying yeah. that to her. I was like, I realize like now that I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not considering what anyone else thinks now Mm -hmm. what I'm doing doesn't make sense to anybody else it was when I was working to please them and it was when I was working to give them get their yes and get their approval and their acceptance that Mm -hmm. I was unhappy I was miserable I was tired of having to live to please to live a life pleasing everybody else and when I finally decided mm-hmm. and, and my the turning point for me was my mother passing away I, yeah. just, I just have to be 100% honest it wasn't yeah. like this amazing situation that happened that caused me to come to this place it was losing my mom and the reality of heaven and how close it is is what changed mm-hmm. everything for me realizing that our time is short realizing that I have something to fulfill with the father in the earth and I no longer can care what your words are about me yeah. what your thoughts are towards me uh, what you have done to my heart I have a responsibility to only pay attention to his words and his thoughts mm-hmm. and what he wants from me and from my heart and and when you can actually be like Lord you have my yes no matter what anybody else says honor above all else number one truly yeah honor people but honoring people does not mean being controlled and manipulated by people so they like you yeah totally and i and i think that when we say yes we can say yes in two different ways i just kind of felt to like share this but, yeah go for it you know there there definitely is a you know a religious side, a religious spirit that it brings us into this, you know, 
not sons and daughters, but spirit of fear and servant and like, oh, I'm, what if I mess up? Like we were saying before, like, so I'm just, I'm just going to say yes, because I'm scared. And I don't want to disappoint God. And, you know, right, to right. me, you know, or like, what are the people going to think? So we'll just do this because, you know, like the, I'm not, we're not talking about that kind of yes. We're talking about the kind of yes that comes from being in love with Jesus. Yes. And like, when you're in love with someone, you just want to like do what they do and you want to make them happy and you, you just want to like constantly be on their team, you know, and be like cheering for them. And yes. And so when you're, if you're having struggles, like saying yes, check your heart. Like, are you being, are you spending time with the Lord? Are you in love with his word? Are you in intimacy with God? Can you say that your heart is fully alive in him? Even if he never sent you anywhere again, even if you never did one other single thing for him, like, are you okay just being with him? And, and from that place, like saying yes, that's what's powerful because it, it comes from a place of like, I'm so in love. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm so in love. Like, you, yeah. just, you, no one else matters in that moment. You're like, I just want to be with him. I just want to do what he's doing. Yeah. And, and for me, that's when you're like, that's when he blows your mind and yes. you do things beyond your wildest dreams because you didn't say yes out of fear or submission or like exactly. God's going to be angry. Right. God is not going to be angry. You can, you know, we've all said no. And the Lord isn't like, oh, I'm, you're, I'm done with you. You didn't say yes to this. No, like you're done. Like he's not like that. He's a father. Right. So it's like, you know what? Like there's lots of things that we say no to him and and yes. Does it grieve his spirit? Yes. Does it grieve our spirit? Yes. But you can always try tomorrow, you know, right? (laughs) there's always another day to be like, I'm going to re-sign up today. Yeah. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, you know? So it's like, if you're in Christ and you've said no to him, guess what? He still loves you. Guess yes. what? It's not like, oh, oh no, I missed it. I guess I can't go to church anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there, it, it's these generalizations that I feel like, um, uh, cause all of this trouble sometimes in people's walk. It's like, if I did this, I am cut off. Yeah. What? Like literally look at any example in the Bible. Like, yeah. like Jesus was like walking with like thieves and murderers and people that just, totally destroyed the church and yeah and he called them his friends and he yeah. called them like his disciples you know i'm just like mm-hmm. who like who are we to disqualify ourselves from yeah. from walking with him so closely and i i really just believe that you know in this season and i want to have you pray here you know, that yeah. the Lord is calling, he's needing our radical yes, because there is a line being drawn in the sand for the believers that will give the yes or the believers that will stand on the sidelines and accept the things that do not honor him. And they will accept mm-hmm. the things that do not please his heart because they are still concerned with what people think. They are still yeah. more concerned with the, the thoughts of people being and the and those words being held higher than what the father says and there is a line being drawn in the sand and the lord mm-hmm. is asking you for your radical yes will you say yes no matter what it costs you who it separates you from and who it puts you with will you give me your yes if if it means that Uh, You have to relocate and you have to move and you have to, you know, change your business and change your career and and start all over again. You know, I I haven't, I'm just going to say this because it's going to get out there anyways. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> but I, I say this as, as an You're example, I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving. I'm not, I'm leaving Yay! Texas where I never thought I would ever leave. I never thought I would leave my amazing church dwelling place. I never thought I would leave the great country of Texas as we call it. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if the Lord will bring me back here, but the Lord is calling me to the Pacific Northwest and, and it's the craziest most insane thing I feel like I've ever done in my entire life because wow. our, our nation is in a, a place of distress. We, we don't know what's going to happen with the election. We don't know, uh, you know, what the enemy is trying to do, but we know that he's defeated and it doesn't matter what he's trying to do. But the Lord is asking for a radical yes from me to say, hey, you thought this is what this was, but I'm asking you to go love the people and win the harvest in the Pacific Northwest because I'm going to pour out my spirit there and you need to be Come there. Come on. You need to be there. And so I'm saying, sure. Okay, let's go. And you know what? I've already had tons of people. I say tons of people. That's an exaggeration. I better tell the truth when I'm telling the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I've already had people who have said, um, hold on, there's a truck. I'm going to have to let it drive really quick. Dang it. Can you hear that? I can. That's a really loud. Yeah. I don't know how long they're going to sit here and do that. That's annoying. Boo. Oh, no. Hold on. Where are you? I'm sitting out in my car, actually. Oh. Yeah. I needed to go to my car because my friend was there with all of her kids. Um, oh, yeah. And they were all awake and running around and my dog barks and, you know, I never yeah. know, like what is going to happen, you know, and even though we've had some interruptions, there would have probably been way more, um, if we were to have stayed inside. Okay. He's pulling. Oh away. yeah. So I'm going to go ahead. And, I've got to remember what I was saying. Help me do this. Uh, boop, 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 boop. What was I saying? Help me Lord. <laughs> something about you are going to move. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going to move. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, okay. I got it. I'm going to get my intensity level back up to where it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I was just like talking with my friend today and I was just saying, I already have people, you know, and I was saying like tons of people, but it's not really tons of people. It's just a few people that I've like shared this with that are already like, mm, should you, why would you do that? Is that the best thing? And I found myself falling back into the old mindset of, uh-oh, People don't think this is right. Is this right? And I was like, no, 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 no. I know the voice of God. I hear the voice of God. I follow yes. the voice of the, the shepherd and of a voice of a stranger I will not follow. And, yes. and, and the Lord has my yes and no one is changing that. And so I really believe that the Lord is calling the church. He's calling believers. He's calling even people that might be listening that are not believers or you're on the fence. He's asking for your yes because he has need yeah. of you. He has need of your the gifts on your life. He has need of your voice. He has need of your hands. He has need of your feet. And, um, uh, again, I feel like I need to follow this, but the other day, I, you know, and I don't care what people think about president Trump. I personally love him. Uh, but you know, have your opinions. You're allowed to have that. Right. Um, uh, and I'm not going to hate you for your opinions. <laughs> and, and so I, I, I felt like the Lord 
spoke something to me after I read something on the new app Parlor that everybody's going to. And um, President Trump had actually posted, he said, where are all my patriots at? And when I read that, I was actually uh, like the Lord brought me into a place of prayer and I started to pray and I heard the voice of the father say, where are my patriots at? And I was like, oh, oh, okay, where are you going with this? Like, let's go on this journey. I like wherever this is going. And and as he said that to me, he began to, like, impress upon me that I needed to look up the definition of of a patriot. So I knew what it meant, but I felt like there was more that he wanted me to see. And it said... Um, it, somebody that will defend their country, no matter what it costs them. And then I heard the Lord say, freedom was not free. And he started talking to me about my grandfather. My grandfather was actually a part of world war two. He stormed the beach at Normandy. He was one of the ones that actually lived to be able to tell about how the tide of the battle turned on world war two on, on that day, you know, um, Mm. he was military police and he he was friends with so many other people that fought so that America could be free. And then it went from me like having this, this kind of revelation that this was the Lord showing me this to understanding that now the, the, the heart of the father was speaking to me and he went back to when Jesus died on the cross and he said, Jesus was the ultimate Patriot. My son Mm -hmm. was the ultimate Patriot. Even if it was yeah. for one person, he would have went to the cross so that the veil could be torn so that we could come close and we could enter in and we could have that relationship with him and we could have that intimacy with him and hear his voice and know his voice and and have that with him. And, and then I saw yeah. in that moment, I saw Jesus sitting with um, the, the, the forefathers writing the constitution. And he said, when they were writing the constitution, I was on their mind. What I did for their freedom, their religious freedom is, was on their minds when they were writing that. And that's why they put that in there because they had a revelation that it costs me everything. Like the father saying, this cost me my son. Like, don't you forget that this cost me everything. And I want everybody to be able to enter in. I want everybody to be able to come close. And then it came back to this moment where I'm seeing all this happen. And, and, and you know, for I know you're in Canada, but you're seeing everything happening. Oh, yeah. You know, you're seeing we it all. Are you're watching. seeing yeah. how the, the enemy is trying to take away our freedom. He's trying to take away our ability to, to worship freely. You know, he's, he's trying to do all of these stupid things and he's not going to be successful. Um, but then the Lord said to me and he goes, but I knew that you would be here in this time, in this season. I did this didn't happen with your, your parents' generation. This didn't happen with your grandparents, you know, generation. This happened with your generation because I knew that I could count on you to be a patriot for me. Yeah. Wow. And it hit me different because this is not. This is not a light thing that we're walking through here. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the Lord saying, I need, I need your yes. I I need you for what needs to happen for the souls. I need you for the end time harvest. I need you Mm -hmm. for these things. And the fact that we get the honor, regardless of where we are, you in Canada, me in, in Texas, Regardless of where we are, he has set it apart from the foundation of the earth that we would be here at this time to be a patriot for him, to, to stand 
for what is for what is right, what is holy, what is pure, what is just, and, and that we would no matter what it cost us, no matter you know who it brought us to or who it separates us from, he would have our yes, and he trust yeah. he trusts us. He trusts our hearts. That's powerful, Bethany. That, oh my goodness. It blows my mind. Like, I'm like. What? <laughs> oh I, my goodness. That's, <laughs> guys, this is powerful. Like, oh my goodness. What's, is it called um, ecclesia? Is that what Luke yeah. calls it? We're yeah, yeah. Talking about a, like a, um, a group of people yeah. that are. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the words now, but a, a company of people basically yeah. that are for the kingdom, that yeah. are for yeah. Jesus. Um, and that's what the church was originally called, right? Yeah, yeah, the ecclesia, yeah. Yeah. And like, and honestly, like, I, like even when you said, like, let's just talk, talk about like our yes and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to break again, make it all about us, but the Lord has an agenda. The Lord has a plan. Yeah, the Lord has purposes yeah. he, since the foundations of the world. Like he yeah. is never shocked or surprised by anything that's going yeah. on. He's, you he's know, not he's sitting not like, in the oh, heavenlies you know, like, oh, <laughs> he's not like 2020 got away from me. I didn't know this was yeah. going to happen. So many 2020 jokes. <laughs> oh man, I can't. But he's I, not I, like, whoops. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> slipped <laughs> away. <laughs> And he's like, but like, can the church like, and I know there's been a lot of like, oh, the church isn't standing up, da, 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 da. And I don't want to judge the church. I, I just love the church. Yeah, and I want to love her same, like same. Jesus. But can we just have a moment and say, can we stop thinking about our own personal happiness and yeah. maybe ask the Lord, what is his dream for the world? Come on. What is his, yeah. what is the Lord's calling? Like Jesus has a destiny. He has an unfulfilled answer to prayer, which is John 17, that, that we will be one as the Father yes. and not I are one. Yeah. And he is still waiting. Jesus is still waiting for he the is. fullness of that prayer. He, he is. is still waiting. Is. And so if we can just ask him, God, what are you doing? What is? What can I do with you? Instead of, God, do this for me. I want this for me. Can you, what's yeah. my calling? You know, like if we can just shift our mind in 2020 before the new year to be yeah. like, God, what are you doing? What can I do with you to help you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know? just God, just God, you have my yes, whatever yeah. that looks like. If that means blessing for me and my family, which it will, it honestly, it will end resulting in that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But if it well, means he's that, surprised. yeah, it's just meaning he's that your, your yes is, is serving the body of Christ. If your yes is, you know, uh, who knows when churches are going to be fully open again. If the yes is yeah. doing zoom calls to encourage people till we're allowed to do that. And that is the worst thing. Cause I hate zoom calls with a fervent oh. passion. <laughs> You know, I, you want to be with your people. You want to do this. But if this is the only way, then we've got to do it. We've got to create that yeah. that that space for people to come, to, to know the yeah. Father, to to be trained up for what's coming, and, and to be able to stand, and having done all to stand, be able to keep yeah. standing, you know? Amen. And so before we sign off here, Melanie, I just want you to pray what's ever in your heart. For anybody that might be listening that's hung on, you know, or maybe picking up later and, and coming back to this, you know, at, at the end of the day or whatever. Um, but that just, yeah. that you would pray the ability to give that radical yes and then just whatever else is in your heart. Yeah, I would love to. 
Jesus, you are the only king that we want. Yeah. You are the only leader that we want. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. Yeah. God, I thank you that you gave us the ability to have intimacy with you, the ability to talk to you, to listen to your words, to read your words. God, I thank you that you made us, you designed us and you fashioned us to be close to you, to, to for you to dwell inside of us, God. I mean, just mind-blowing when we think about God inside of us, living and dwelling in us. And we just thank you for your Holy Spirit. We yeah. thank you for your nearness, God, in our lives. We thank you for that prayer that you gave us to pray back to you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And God, we just, I just want to close this time, God, just with that prayer in mind. And I just ask that you would just give us deeper revelation of even what you are asking us to pray and what you're asking us to do, God. But we we just want your kingdom on this earth. We want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. We want to just have a huge yes before you. Yes, Lord. And God, I just, and you can pray this with me if you're listening right now, but God, rip every no out of my heart. Yes. Rip every no out of my heart, God until there is nothing left but just a complete and holy and surrendered yes to you. God, we lay our life down. We entrust our lives into your hands because you are the safest place to be. Yes, you are the safest place to be. And we don't want to be anywhere else but with you, God. We don't want to be on any other side but on your side. We don't want to be on any other team but your team, yes, Jesus. Lord, yes, Lord. We say that we are with you, that we are for you. God, that we, we just come with empty hands. Just like Bethany was saying, God, we come with yeah. empty hands. We hold them out before you. And you guys can do this even now. Just hold your hands out and say, God, I hold on to nothing yeah. but you. Yeah. I, I hold on to not even my own life, God. I don't even hold on to my house, my job, my money, whatever it is that you've been holding on to, just lay it down. I tr Just trust me, it is way better in the end to just have him it is way better to just have him and so yeah. jesus we just say come and take everything that would hinder love god we say come and have your way in our hearts god come and heal come and restore come yeah. and deliver so that we can hear you clearly so that we can see you so that we can know your heart and god i just thank you for i just feel like the lord is like bringing deliverance to someone like Amen. people that have had like night terrors and yeah. people that have been tormented like by the enemy in your mind and in your body and i just i just ask you right now jesus to go and to deliver them god from fear to deliver them from anxiety 
we plead the blood of Jesus over you. And God, would you come and would you break every stronghold? You are the Savior, Jesus. Would you go right now and would you deliver? Would you save? Would you stretch forth your mighty hand, God? And would you completely break the bonds of the enemy over their life right now in Jesus' name? Everyone that is sick with cancer, God. Everyone that is tormented in the night by insomnia, God, where the enemy has come against you and you can't, you can't sleep, you're not dreaming, you're not hearing the Lord, you're just filled with fear. We just break that assignment of the enemy over your life. You, we speak life, we speak life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Life over your mind, life over your heart. So Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. So good. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, I love it. Yeah. I love this so much. So and, good. And guys, I just want to encourage you that if anything that Melanie has has prayed or said or anything that I've said has just really kind of triggered your heart, you know, and, and you kind of don't know like next steps and you want to, you want to learn more. Like I'm going to put all of Melanie's contact information uh, in, in the blog, you can contact her, you can ask her any questions, like our heart in doing this and having this conversation is not so that you just hear us, but that you actually leave like encountering the Lord and growing in your relationship with the Lord. Because the thing is, is like people want to know, how do you live a life of worship? You know, uh, not related to just singing, not related to creativity mm-hmm. or anything like this. You live a life of worship and you live uh, unto the Lord just in the everyday this way by being able to give that yes. Mm-hmm. You, this is how you walk closer. You give him a yes. This is how yeah. you hear him. You say yes. to even if, even if you're just originally, you know, hearing him just because you read something in the scripture. You read, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, Lord, I will seek you first. And I promise you, the more that you begin to create that space and you create that dialogue with you and the father and and you begin to give those yeses with your understanding, then you begin to like walk into these things where he's speaking to you on such a deeper level, on such a more intimate level. And we want to be able to help you be a resource to you. I'm going to attach some different things that have been a blessing to me about hearing the Lord and learning how to walk with him and giving my radical yes. Um, and, and that'll be all on the, the podcast. Um, and it'll also be attached on the, the blog page. Um, and you'll be able to get in touch with Melanie and just ask her any questions and all that. Melanie, I'm so just thankful that you came on today. I just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit so strong. And I just, I just love it. I love this conversation. I love that um, he's here and um, this is just so beautiful, so powerful. And so if you wouldn't mind before we go, just to give them your Instagram uh, or your Facebook information and how they can get in touch with you, um, that would be so awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun just chatting. I love it. Um, And yeah, please reach out, everyone. Uh, My Instagram is Melanie Fraser. um, And my website is MelanieFraser.com. So you can contact me through either way. Um, And um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Any testimonies or questions. So feel free. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'll definitely have you back, Melanie. Thank you so much again. Aw, thank you so much. I love you, friend. You're amazing. Yay. <laughs>